Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome back to the show. Matt Mandel, who wears many hats in our beloved town of Westport, he is the leader of the Chamber of Commerce. He is the founder of the Slice of Saugatuck Festival. But he also happens to be on the RTM, and he's a very active member of the RTM. Matt Mandel, welcome back to the Lisa Wexer Show. Hi. Hey, Lisa. Thanks a lot for having me on. Yeah. So Appreciate tell me, what, what's going on with affordable housing and cottage clusters and all kind of things? What's happening? Well, today has been, I mean, this week has, has been a big one for affordable housing in Westport. Uh, on Monday night, the Planning and Zoning Commission approved the plan to allow for small homes and cottage clusters on town-owned land. And so that's another step forward for Westport uh, to trying to address affordable housing needs. And then on Tuesday night, the RTM unanimously uh, approved an ordinance that I and uh, my fellow uh, RTM member Seth Bronstein put forward uh, to create an affordable housing fund and a committee to have oversight over it. So it's, it's, it's big stuff that's going on in Westport and trying to address affordable housing. What is this fund and where does the money come from? Well, the money can come from a number of places. It can come from gifts. It can come from uh, donations. It can come from grants. It can come from state funds if they want to give it to us, and I'll talk about that in a little while. But mostly what it's going to come from is a fee that will be applied to any kind of construction in the town. Uh, This is similar to what Fairfield has, uh, New Canaan. And uh, so we basically looked at what they did. We massaged the, the language so it fit Westport, and it will go in there. Um, so planning and zoning is the one that will create the, res- um, the regulation that will create the fee, and that's by state statute. The RTM can't do it by state statute, but the Planning and Zoning Commission can, and they will be addressing this uh, within the next few weeks. And who will, who will manage the fund? Who will decide where the money goes to? And who will keep we've good accounting cre- records? Cre- yeah, go ahead. Right. We've created a committee of five members. 
And that will be uh, selected by the first selectman. In this case, at this point, it's a select woman. uh, But we're looking at this into the future of doing this. So it would probably be, you know, like 0.5% of anything that you do. So if you're building a pool for $100,000, 500 bucks will go into the kitty. If you're building a $2 million house, then that much more of that percentage will go into the kitty. And uh, as we've seen in in Fairfield's case, they're raising about $350,000 a year to put into this now wow. how will it be spent yeah that's so it really adds, cool it i didn't know they and, were doing that yeah. that's really cool Go ahead. they were yeah. doing it new canaan does it fairfield does a half a percent new canaan does one percent uh, westport i'm not sure where planning and zoning is gonna you know fall out on it half a percent probably is is where it's gonna go it could be three quarters of a percent and so then once this money gets accumulated, this committee would then look at what we could do. We could buy a piece of property and then hand it over to the housing authority to do. We could build our cottage, cottage clusters on town-owned property ourselves with the money that we uh, put together. And what's most important about this is that anything we would do would be 100% affordable. Unlike 830G, unlike other inclusionary zoning, where you get 80% market rate and 20% affordable, or 70% in in case of 830G uh, versus 30%, here would be 100%. So we'd really be taking care of it in a much more efficient manner. And you said it's going to be five people, and they're all going to be appointed by the first select woman. Well, I guess they'll have staggered terms and... And all of that. Yeah, that, that whole yeah, that whole thing. You know, they start off. They have four-year terms. The first mm-hmm. uh, the first bunch have two years, and some have four, and then they'll change over. The RTM will have oversight on on who they are when they're being okay. selected. So it's not just some random people. But okay. you know, you'd have to think. Westport has always been committed to creating affordable housing. As much as uh, outside forces are saying that we don't, and that uh, we are in the gun sites of where there there is a need to be affordable housing, we understand that. But it's not as if we haven't been doing it. We've created affordable housing before it was trendy to do it. We have Hales Court, we have Sasco Creek, and we were doing those before 1990, and we don't even get moratorium points for that with 830G. You know, and we don't want their points in in this case. We know that we're doing a good job and we'll continue to do it. So this idea of cottage clusters, you know, is very attractive because it's in keeping with the visual scale of why a lot of people want to live in Westport to begin with. And I think it also gives people uh, a really lovely home to live in. In other words, it doesn't look like um, boxy, ugly housing. Tell me more about what Westport envisions with these cottage clusters. Well, we we have five properties uh, that we've isolated so far. If we massage the the language a little bit more, we could bring that up to about 20 properties. So the idea is is taking a piece of of town-owned land that may not be utilized uh, properly at the moment and saying, okay, we think that we could probably put 10 to 15 smaller homes on this on these properties and we would use the money from the affordable housing fund as it's, as it's gotten together. And I'll tell you more about my ideas on how we can fund it. Um, And and then we'd be able to do that. And then an interesting thing, let me, let me jump over uh, to, to something else. It bothers me no end that some organizations in the state, they call themselves, we're the pro homes people. And they make it seem like those of us who don't ascribe to their concept as not being pro homes such as desegregate Connecticut is so proud of themselves being pro homes. And, and, and then they, then they, you know, lambast Westport for not doing a good job. Well, this week it shows that Westport is putting its, you know, its money where its mouth is. 
and we created an affordable housing plan, and now we're executing that plan. And, you know, maybe other towns aren't doing it, but Westport is, and that's what's important. Yeah, I hear you. And uh, you said that this was a unanimous vote of the RTM. It's very rare that we get a unanimous mm. vote, and I'm not sure it's that ha- happened that often that a, an ordinance gets uh, approved unanimously, and it sails right through. Um, when we were in the ordinance committee, they looked at it, and they said, well, we can tinker with some language here. And the deputy moderator said, she goes, I don't remember a time when, a, when a, uh, this committee didn't send back for further work with the town attorneys and with other RTM members, uh, redrafting it and bringing it forward uh, at a later date. She was like, this one was well-crafted, well-put-together, and then the RTM 36 to 0 said this is the right thing to do. So I was pretty proud that they were part of that. Do you want to be on the committee of five? No, I don't think that would be right as me being an RTM member. So you want it to be people Um, that are not on the RTM. Okay. Well, the RTM has to approve those people, Mm -hmm. and and I guess that would be sort of a conflict if we're approving our own people. But there are a number of people in town that are interested and have the expertise to be on it. Okay, terrific. Yeah, I was seeing that there's a little bit of consternation about the Linksweiler house this morning, which is a, a standalone home that a woman donated because she wanted it to be used by the town, but she wanted to keep the building intact. And it, it is a very, it's a very charming reminder of what the post road used to look like. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. But it may end up oh, may end up going away. That's what I'm saying. No, the house will not go away. No, no one's no? ripping down that house. That house oh. might be moved around to oh, create okay. more space so we can put the cottage clusters. Oh. I would not be supportive of that house being uh, torn down. And, oh. you know, just down the road at the terrain store, there's yes. that little old house, as people yes. call it, the Lone Sentinel. Yes. That house, I actually was had a hand in saving. Um, oh. Pressuring uh, Urban Urban Outfitters, which is the owner of um, Terrain, into keeping it. And so, you know, I've, I've, I'm deeply set on the on historic preservation, but also helping with uh, affordable housing. So we they can all work together. It's all about, you know, they don't like us to use the word character. You know, don't use the I word love character because it says something I love you know, wrong word. about who is no, coming in. I don't buy I that at all. I'm, I'm into keeping the character of our town and building affordable housing. And there's no conflict there. It's part and parcel of trying to help people in need, but also making sure that the town still has that, that aesthetic that we like. You know, Matt Mandel, one of the things that is so frustrating to me, and you know that I wear my other hat as probate judge, so I am aware of yeah. people in our town who would truly qualify 
to need affordable housing who've lived their whole lives in Westport and whose only yep. asset is their real estate but have almost no income, so they would qualify, uh, is, is how to get on these lists. They seem impossible. Our Westport Housing Authority, you know, is not around. It's not, it's not a particularly publicly accessible or even accountable organization. If we're going to build all this affordable housing, how do we have people know how to get it? Well, you go to the Health and Human Services Office of the town. They also are involved in it uh, and, and will help uh, guide people to where you can find affordable housing. Um, I think we do a really good job of, of getting that information out. You just contact the town. And uh, I know the director there, and, and she does a wonderful job. So whether you go to the housing authority directly or you go to Health and Human Services in Westport and say that I'm, I'm interested in affordable housing, uh, they'll get you on a list and they'll help you find the right spot to go to. Okay. Matt Mandel, thank you so much for your energy and your passion. You got three more minutes for me? Of course. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Okay. How else can we fund this fund? And that's something that I brought up at the RTM meeting. And there's conveyance tax. Whenever a house is sold in the state of Connecticut, people pay a, a certain amount of conveyance tax mm-hmm. from zero to $1.5 million. It's three quarters of a percent. But if a house goes for more than $1.5 million, it goes up to 1.5%. And if a house costs more than $2.5 million, it goes up to 2.25%. Mm-hmm. And those are called there's tiered amounts and it's called basically it's a mansion tax. Mm-hmm. So the state is constantly saying, you know, Westport and the wealthier communities in Fairfield County, you know, you need to do your share. You need to be building affordable housing. My concept is, is because of the wealth of these communities, the mansion tax, the mansion conveyance tax is a large amount of money. So the point that in the last five years that I have information on from 2018 to 2022, $59 $59 million of conveyance tax went to the state. Of that, $24 million of that is the mansion excise tax, the extra amount. My view is this. Have the state send that money back to these towns, to our town, earmark specifically for affordable housing. If you have an affordable housing fund, to go into that fund and help us now build the affordable housing that you want us to do. Westport now is putting its money where its mouth is. I challenge the state to put their money where their mouth is and give us back the money so we can do the affordable housing. We have a fund now. We have a plan. Give us back that money and have us build the affordable housing. And it would be built at 100 percent, not 830G, 7030 or inclusionary zoning, which we have. And by the way, Westport has the largest inclusionary zoning asking for 20 percent. But give us back that money and we'll have us do it. And let's you know see what we can do with it. So I just wanted to get that out there. Maybe you can chew on it as well. I'm going to definitely chew on it. And I know, uh, I know that you have a close relationship with our local state representatives and state senators. Uh, have you mentioned this yet to Jonathan Steinberg or C.C. Marr or any sure. of your other friends in Hartford? 
No, they, they know that I've been working on this. This is something that the Westcog, uh, Francis Pickering, who's the director of Westcog, has yes. been interested in as well. And I've worked with him on, on finding these numbers and putting this together and realizing that this is a substantial amount of money that yeah. the wealth of this, these communities is creating. But that's the same reason they want to create the state wants affordable housing in these wealthier communities. But that's our money that's going up there. Send it back and let us take spend it properly and where it is necessary for affordable housing. And I think we can do a good job. I think that makes a lot of sense, particularly now that you've created this affordable housing fund. That's an easy place for it to go to. But altogether, it should go back. You know, it reminds me a little bit. It's not the same use, but it's an analogy uh, that in the Hamptons area of Long Island, when they were losing all their potato farms and they were losing all their beautiful things to development of these enormous mansions, the towns individually, most of them, they have an extra conveyance tax for people that are buying in and selling out and it goes to an open space fund. And they've been able to save countless acres because of the money specifically segregated in transfer taxes for open space. It's 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 right along those same lines. Yeah. And yeah. and that's how we're going to do it. We're going to do it. If, if you want to build a house, then you kick in a little bit of money into it. Uh, and if you want to build a pool, you kick a little money into it. Basically, it's a percentage of our prosperity. It will be going to help those in need. But also all the money that's going to the state from the larger houses, the more expensive houses, that money uh, should come back and be earmarked for affordable housing. And then we can spend it and we can do a hell of a lot because land is expensive around here. So we can take that money, buy a piece of land and give it to the housing authority. Or we could buy down market rate units of a new project that's coming in. So if there's a project that's 80-20, we could pay to make it you know, 60-40 or 50-50 and get more affordable housing that way. So there's a, a whole lot of ways that we can take this money and do good things with it. And once again, you know, the state has to say, you know, stop saying that Westport's not doing its job. Westport is doing its job and has already always been doing its job when it comes to creating affordable housing. Matt Mandel, thank you so much for being on the Lisa Wexler Show. We're going to spin this off as a podcast. It'll give people something to know about and chew over. Thank you very much for being such a strong advocate. Thank you. Thank you. Matt- I appreciate you giving me the time. Always. Matt Mandel on the Lisa Wexler Show. We'll be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 